Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. Ladies and gentlemen, all around the world, stay tuned. We are taking over your airways in three, three, two, two, one, one, conservative talk show host the left hates Romeo Hill on the Romeo show call in now at 516-666-9806 and it all starts now it's time to crank it up take the following everyday steps to protect yourself and others get a COVID-19 vaccine as soon as you can if you are not fully vaccinated wear a mask in indoor public places children under the age of two should not wear a mask if you are fully vaccinated wear a mask in indoor public places if you are in an area of substantial or high transmission or if you have a weakened immune system stay six feet from others who are not part of your household avoid crowds and poorly ventilated spaces wash your hands often cover coughs and sneezes clean high-touch surfaces daily. The risk of severe COVID-19 increases as the number of medical conditions increases in a person. COVID-19 vaccination and protective measures are important, especially if you are older or have multiple or severe medical conditions. Vaccination, wearing a mask, staying six feet from others, and washing your hands often are important protective measures if you are older or have certain medical conditions. If you are sick with COVID-19 or think you might have it, stay home except to get medical care. Monitor your symptoms. If your symptoms get worse, contact your doctor. Get rest and stay hydrated. Avoid public transportation, ride-sharing, or taxis. And take these six steps to protect others. Wear a mask over your mouth and nose if you must be around other people. Cover your mouth and nose with a tissue when you cough or sneeze. Clean your hands often with soap and water or use hand sanitizer, especially after coughing or sneezing. As much as possible, stay in a separate room and away from others in your home. Avoid sharing personal household items such as dishes, utensils, towels, or bedding. Wash these items thoroughly after after using them and clean all surfaces that are touched often like counters and doorknobs every day for more tips visit cdc.gov for the most accurate health information visit cdc.gov or call 1-800-CDC-INFO oh! I think I'm nuts okay here's why number one I think everybody enjoys it when I start losing it or when Romeo ends up having a storm on the show, and he just starts ranting and raving about all this other stupid that's going on. And, yeah, of course, it's fun when I'm the one that's completely lost it. And everybody else is just sitting there going, ah, we're all enjoying it. Like, ah, hey, Romeo lost it. That's great. Let's all cheer him on. But then, you know, I realized something. The more I become nuts, the more you guys decide, well, Romeo, you haven't just lost it. We already know you've lost it. But not only that, but you know what's funny? Is that everybody likes when I lose it. When I go completely ape and I say, well, the whole God honest to truth is this, this, and this. And it's like everybody cheers for it. They love it. They like it. So, I don't know. I think... People just feel like me going nuts is absolutely the need for today's society. Or they just cheer me on because, shit, when I'm nuts, guess what? 
everybody still loves me. And they all just look at us like, hey, it works, right? Romeo's got the brightest, the brightest idea, because, hey, when Romeo loses his complete sanity, it's like he's making sense. So who's nuts, Romeo or us? Well, I think we're all nuts in a way. Now, when I say I'm nuts, like, I already knew I lost it 20 years ago in my life. So I completely lost my sanity. Not like I'm insane or need psychological help, uh, though that would be awesome if, you know, I could get a psychologist that would... No, no, I'm just joking. By the way, I don't need a psychologist. I'm not that completely ape that But, I mean, I get it. I, I feel and understand, like, every time people think that my little rants and rave on my channel or the radio show seem to be so well orchestrated where I just tend to lean towards going nuts and just being honestly me, provocative. And when I am so provocative, everybody's like, oh, that's great. That's the Romeo we like. Yay! And it just feels like, wait a minute. So I'm having to become two people at one time. Sometimes I wonder, do I live a double life? You know, there are times where I kind of wonder, do I live that double lifestyle? Where I live in my personal bubble where I'm completely honest in sanity. And I have 100% sanity. And then I live in the YouTube world where I feel like, okay, maybe I completely have lost my sanity, but still, somewhere in my crazy little startup provoked mind, I can create the happiness by being completely insane and going complete bad for everybody. But it works! Now, don't get me wrong, plugins, it's not the bright idea of the light bulb, you know, the brightest bulb in the shed idea to actually have me be this complete insane. But it works. I've learned that my sanity has, my me being nuts, it has worked many years. I've done what I thought I could never do. Completely think of myself as nuts. Now, Romeo, you're not nuts. You're just you're crazy now, fucking, I mean, come on, Romeo, you're back crazy. We know you're not nuts. You're batshit. Alright, fine. I am batshit crazy, but hell, y'all pay. I mean, y'all come on my channel to see me do that, so why the hell not? Why not provoke more interesting thoughts? Well, Romeo, you are bat crazy, though. We can't get, gotta admit you're batshit nuts. Yeah, but you know, my bat out of my craziness, I come to realize there's got to be some truth in my, in, within itself. Somewhere in my sanity brain, I can find actual truth. Now, going back to like feeling like I'm living that double life, I do sometimes. I feel like it is almost like I'm living that double life style where part of me is completely, like I said, sane and where it works. But it doesn't all the time, so, you know, I have to then go nuts. And it seems like when I go nuts all the time, it, it just makes everybody happy for me. Like, everybody's just freaking enjoying it. Like, you all enjoy me being batshit nuts. Now, don't get me wrong, 
there's nothing wrong completely with sometimes being batshit nuts. But there are times where being batshit nuts isn't a good thing. And let me tell you, Fuggins, I probably have almost lost it a few times. And let me tell you, being batshit nuts, it may get you some good YouTube ratings and views, but it's definitely going to make a lot of people question your sanity. And I've had that yet a lot and still get it yet today. And I start to realize, you know, maybe my bet sanity actually plays a good role in life. Because I realize at the end of the day, comedy, it's like we all live in a circus. It's just going to be which one's the next act. So just stick around, folks. You might see the next act come out of me. And I bet you it's going to be a good one. Anyway, I love y'all. Don't forget, get a mud jug at mudjug.com. You know the deal. Go support them. We are not sponsored by them yet, but... I just want to say thanks to MudJug.com for being awesome, signing my mud jugs. And you guys are beautiful. I love you guys. I'll see you guys next time. Ciao. Coming. Now, if Romeo, uh, this is Scott Hum, by the way, for the listeners. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Excuse me. If Romeo doesn't sound insane, all right, and that's... <clears throat> At least that chicken does. Romeo, are you insane and nuts? I, I consider myself remotely nuts. I've driven myself nuts. I, I think I've absolutely lost it. No, I'm kidding. Sometimes I do. With with everything that I do in my life and how I perceive myself, I feel like it's almost like everybody cheers me on to do this. I, I feel like I'm just the great circus show of the century. <laughs> Sometimes. Well, sometimes you are the sideshow freak, and sometimes you're the ringmaster. Uh, do you, do you, no, seriously, do you ever feel like the roles conflict uh, where you don't know who you are? Um, no, I already know who I am. I've always known that I am who I am and never really thought of it differently. But there are times where, where I'm going on YouTube and I just start forgetting what my general role is and what is your what sometimes is your, what is your, yeah well, what is your general role just make every viewer happy as long as they're <laughs> content i feel like that is the general goal of my life is make my viewers happy make them laugh and sometimes yeah maybe make them question my sanity oh we question your sanity quite frequently uh and uh you did make a, a viewer Happy, I understand, uh, uh, who shall we remain uh, unnamed and uh, descriptionless, but uh, she was definitely smiling. And how I got to see that, um, I can't tell the listeners. Um, yeah, Romeo at this point is going, oh, my God, he actually said that? Yeah. But then again, you guys don't know the complete frame of reference, and you won't, so he, 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 he. One thing that I would like to ask as a frame of reference, do we have at least a few percentage now, by the way? Yes, we do. Good, Four. good, good. Uh, is, and I know sometimes you love and sometimes you hate the role of journalist, but sometimes yes. journalism doesn't always go with politics. Sometimes it goes with pop culture. And one of the biggest things of pop culture uh, at least on Facebook and YouTube, uh, and it's not a big thing, but it's, it gets convoluted, is Ryan Upchurch. Now, well, yeah. could you, 
Well, you know what's going on with Riot Church, don't you? Oh, yeah. I've been keeping up with that. I've done a couple videos on it, actually. Okay. Well, so help me figure this out. I mean, it was, uh, what, Luke Combs. He had, uh, Luke Combs, right? No. Are you talking about Heavy Duty Country? No, no, no. Um, well, uh, he commented on a lot of things, but uh, there was a video that Ryan Upchurch did. Um, was it with Luke or somebody else? Hmm. Um, um, I don't think Ryan would be doing any more videos with Luke because he yeah. really does not like Luke Combs at all. Well, what was the video he did? Maybe I'm, I'm wrong. What was the video that started the whole thing? Uh, are you talking about him versus Heavy Duty Country? Because that one mm-hmm. was the biggest one that has been going around lately. Well, what's going on So, with that? okay, here's the thing. Heavy Duty Country is saying that he paid for a plane ticket to go see church or church was going to help him get go over there and make a music video or some sort like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, up church is like, okay, then I'll let you meet my producer Boozy, which is a guy that supports BLM, does not like white people, and talks about his children having, I guess we could say, supposed sexual relations with a older adult. Oh, wow. That, yeah, that, that's pretty controversial, heavy stuff. And Sounds like that, a, 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 what do you call it, sexual relations with old people? Sounds like a Biden uh, joke set up. Anyway, go ahead. No, the these kids are minors. His kids are, like, oh. his two sons are underage, and supposedly mm. they had gotten sexual acts from adult, alleged oh. adult. And a little acts will say that, yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, Heavy Duty, knowing him, he kind of went off the hinge and, and reacted to it and called out church. Well, yeah. and, <clears throat> and, of course, we understand that, you know, church doesn't really associate with that kind of stuff. And church's mm-hmm. reply was, well, look. If I didn't see it, if I don't, if I didn't witness it for myself, then I ain't gonna do squat. There's nothing mm-hmm. I can do about it. It's out of, it's not my problem. Which mm-hmm. it, it's kind of the beauty of with Upchurch himself is that he has a way where if he sees a problem with something and it's not his particular problem then he's going to just ignore it, which is great mm-hmm. because the the beauty of it is, is that Upchurch just doesn't want more drama. And he's had enough in his life. He's gone through enough in his years of being YouTuber and being a sensation musician and an artist and a hip-hop artist that he, he just is trying to stay away from that. And Heavy Duty's kind of blasting him and calling him out saying that, you know, I guess supposedly Ryan might be kissing uh, BLM's butt and supporting this or allegedly allowing support for a, for Bougie's two alleged minor sons to supposedly have sexual acts be done upon them by a supposed alleged adult or should Mm -hmm. we say a a adult sexual Mm -hmm. relations with minor from an adult and just blasting up church about it, just letting kind of people know what's going on. 
and church has been very quiet about it, but there were points in the videos where Heavy Duty would show videos of what church was saying back, and it's just really stupid, I think, because Heavy Duty Country, he, he calls himself an American patriot, which I'm not going to really poop on him, but yeah. I'm sorry, Heavy Duty, bro. I get where you're coming from, but, dude, you need to chill the heck out, dude. You haven't beef. Him having beef with Ryan and then the musician that supposedly Heavy Duty Country was trying to become didn't work mm. out because he found out that uh, the mu- music that his that Church's producer was giving him was stuff already written on YouTube and found on YouTube, which basically could violate copyright claims oh, yeah. and problem. It, it, it could be more problematic. Well, yeah. here's the reason why I think Heavy Duty needs to chill out a little bit with this. One, Up Church is just trying to give you a little bit of a taste of what it would be like to be in a musician career. Mm-hmm. He's generous enough that he said that he would give him four, even though Heavy Duty claims five songs were supposed to be given to him, but four. And you got to also realize that Upchurch's producer isn't just working for church only, exclusively. We know possibly that it's not a possibility that Upchurch's producer is only being exclusively to church, but to other people as well. So his producers have to do whatever he can do to get whatever music made while he can which, yeah, four very quickly out of the gate, that was pretty good, but apparently it was copyrighted music. Now, the big problem with this is that Heavy Duty Country should have not really attacked Church with the way he came at Church. Yes, Church, kind of a lot of people were starting to think, was becoming a Hollywood boy. He changed a little bit more than what he should have. He went supposedly... A lot of people thought Church went Hollywood and oh. kind of got out of his roots in his face. Now, I'm I'm not saying 100% that that could be a possibility, but Church is always going to be what he wants to be. Church is going to 100% continue to speak his mind, and Church is going to produce music no matter what. So for a heavy-duty country to have beef, with church when it's his producer that's kind of the, I guess we could call it the scumbag of the situation, the the bad person of the situation. The bad guy, yeah. Heavy shouldn't have come at church. Now I see why Heavy is going after church. Yeah, church kind of canceled last minute, but there there could be a lot of things that in this story we don't know from church's side of what could have caused it. So well, we're only hearing heavy side, but church is staying very quiet about it. Well, which is probably a good thing, because here's the thing that we alluded to earlier. Uh, Ryan Upchurch is continuing uh, his attempt to defend the use of Confederate flag in an old Luke Combs music video. I think the two of them are together. And the uh, clip that was shared with fans on Instagram over the weekend uh, he's. This was uh, about a, a year ago. This has still been kind of sour grapes. Quote: You thought that was an apology video? That's cute. He began. So 
you know, they are both sensitive to how the public sees them, especially when it's something controversial like a Confederate flag or a oh. non-traditionally sexed uh, producer who may be uh, unwittingly, I would hope. Uh, but then again, HTC probably should have known and asked uh, the copyright status and so on. But, you know, they both have their issues. And like you said, heavy-duty country is you know, tried to go somewhat of the music route and now is going strictly comedy and politics and commentary like you do a lot. But it becomes kind of awkward. I mean, from the production side, um, this this is just my opinion. I mean, and you, you produce uh, another show or two and so on. So maybe, I mean, you can understand this too. There's a responsibility of the producer to, who's, uh, coming to somebody and saying, hey, I've got some music, but however, it is already out there. It's already copyrighted. Uh, I can work with you and, you know, the copyright holder, their management, etc., to get you the rights to cover it. But at the same token, um, you know, I need to let you know this. And HDC, at the very least, from the talent point, should have known enough to ask anyway. What do you think of that? Uh, I agree. Now, with the Confederate battle flag, I did want to talk about this a little bit on my show because it, it has been brought up a lot to my attention that a lot of people know I have that flag behind me. And a mm -hmm. lot of my videos when I'm in my studio, I have that flag right behind me flying with my mud jug, Dixie mud jug, the same thing, my Dixie belt, my Dixie dog tag. I wear that stuff, like, loud and proud. proud. I am not going to be sorry for it. And I talked about it multiple times on my video that, look, if we have rights to fly an American flag, why don't we have the right to fly a Confederate battle flag? Which does not mean slavery, does not mean... We hate black people. We are racist. It don't mean that. It don't mean none of that. And and I got really quick to put it out there. People are quick today to get butt hurt about a situation that happened 250 years ago and supposedly is still happening to them today, which is not. No one's oppressing nobody. It's The problem is that a lot of people like to try to rewrite history or reword how history was done and what had happened in the past to a point where it's just so ridiculous, it's stupid, and it's asinine to, to hear, oh, that flag represents racism. How can you fly it? No, it doesn't. And if you've done your research and your history, you could see back then that this flag was not officially used until towards probably the very, very end of the Civil War was this Dixie flag raised or used. The original Confederate battle flag was called the Stars and Bars. May I say it again? The Stars and Bars. That's the original Confederate battle flag. The Confederate battle flags have changed over the years until finally, towards the end of the war, the one that I fly and the same one that a lot of rednecks and a lot of southern people tend to fly, is the Confederate battle flag. 
it doesn't have racism in its roots. It has we call pride, rebel pride. It's being, and that's why we get called rebels, because we rebel against the Dixiecrats. We rebel against the government tyranny and what's going on with the government's tyranny. We rebel against it because we don't agree with it. And a lot of people don't realize this because they they claim, like, I love it when a person, let's just say, like, a certain person gets triggered about it, and they use the words, well, my ancestors were enslaved, or my family were enslaved, and why you find that flag, it's racist. Well, you don't realize that there's a lot of people of color in the South that actually mm-hmm. fly that same flag. They fly that same flag. And and you you claim it to be racist, but you're mad. A person who is just proud to be whoever they are. It's like waving an American flag. Mm-hmm. You're just showing you're proud to be American. It It's our way of showing we're proud to be Southern. I fly that flag with zero sympathy, zero remorse, zero care. If somebody gets in my face about it, I'm going to be like, dude, what's you going to do? Because at the end of the day, bro, you've been putting hands on me. Do you really think it's worth going to jail to put hands on somebody just for something you disagree with? You could mm. easily walk away. You could easily just turn your head and ignore what triggers you. you it's just like a TV. Today, we have the brain capacity, the brain mechanism to turn off or turn away something we don't agree with but now these and i'm going to use the word punks leniently mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. i think today's society is full of little punks that grew up on the wrong side of history their teachers indoctrinated things that weren't correct that not even the real history books actually said because when it's all said and done as long as their brain believes that they either are the oppressors or the oppressed, it's not going to be a win-win situation for them until they get what they want. Well, have they gotten so far what they wanted, burning, looting, and murdering, screaming, hating people? I mean, let, let me put a quote up for you, Scott, and you might like this. You, you got people with signs... Waving that Black Lives Matter? Yeah, Black Lives Matter, but my life matters as well. Y'all trying to get to the swim pool, but you're stuck in the well. You shout and compel, but no one's going to compel. When you're tell- out there telling the city that your city helped build, how your kids going to learn from the mistakes they made in the past? When you're racing that like they like you want to just freaking relax, bloodshed by Upchurch. He's talking about how, yes, their lives do matter, but... All lives matter. Mm-hmm. Everyone can fly their own flag. Let them be. It's called the free country. The first constitution, the first part of the constitution says we the people have the right to to freedom of the press, freedom of speech, freedom to protest in peaceful form manner, like Martin Luther King. Then you hear about how all these Democrats out there Talking their junk, saying that George Floyd's killing was worse than Martin Luther King's assassination. Um, hello? Did you, yeah. did you forget that Martin Luther King actually wasn't a thug? 
Yeah. Well, he wasn't let's go. a person that wanted to cause trouble. He yeah. was a person that was a doctor, a reverend, Dr. Reverend Martin Luther King. He was a yeah. reverend and a doctor preaching God's word and spreading love and compassion by ending racism, by having everyone peacefully protest. Now, I'm all for it. I'm great if you peacefully do this. But leave our flags alone. BLM, if you mess with our flags, we will mess with yours. We don't care that you are out there. Honestly, at the end of the day, if you can say that you peacefully done something like Martin Luther King, then feel good. If you can't, then you didn't do anything worth worth anyone's time and spectacular to notice, be noticed. You will be noticed with more peace than violence. And when people fly that flag, we aren't flying it for violence. We're flying it for peace. Now, I got to jump back and and ask you. uh, About seven to ten days ago, HDC, Heavy Duty Country, was calling out Ryan Upchurch on the, uh, you know, what had been going on. And it seems, I'm just... Looking at, I did some of the, vi- or didn't, I didn't do the videos, but just looking at them on the research, puns and parodies, uh, 2AM reacts, uh, Mike the conservative Michelandiger, uh, loaded Corvette, well, no, that was about the Philippine Navy, uh, Formica TV, HDC Tans, um, etc. I mean, they, yeah. they're all popping up with the, um, Criticism, I guess, of uh, towards heavy duty country. And let's see, let's look up right yeah. up church. And, and, and go ahead. Yeah, but I mean, this week uh, he was talking about uh, two hours ago. Right up church is tired of being silenced. Done holding goes, holding back goes off. Only I can stop me. A new song explains what really happened with Morgan Wallen, which. Uh, that was some more bad blood going on. I mean, yeah. I almost wonder if there is, um, and I thank for some of the callers who've popped in and are, and are listening and so on, but I just wonder if, um, you know, there's too much going on that uh, Upchurch might be himself crossing a line as well. I mean, uh his third Instagram account was banned and he was saying, you know, country cast reported that and he's saying that there's no meaning for it. But then again, uh, he seems to get into a lot of issues with other artists and so on. And I mean, three days ago, his mom even had some things to say about this. Uh, Ryan up church fans, uh, had the video for that. Uh, and Dagburn, Johnny gobble. There is, he had a video that Ryan uh, Upchurch did a, another video too, but I mean, it, it just seems to be really confusing why they can't just uh, make music and, and go for it, or is it just? Do you think? Here's the question: a clash of egos, or is this a publicity stunt, or a series of publicity stunts? It it could be like that in multiple interpretations. One, I see. You know, Upchurch did respond by trying to supposedly buy Heavy Duty Country's name, which still 
Wait, wait, wait. How can you buy it? How can you buy a name? Plus, I mean, he could trademark it if he wanted to. Well, that's the thing is that there there's a way where you register like your name, your channel's name or whatever, if you really choose to. Yeah. And it, you would have to pay like a federal kind of tax or whatever, I think, for it. There, no, there's it's something two, it's, to it. That, it's two to five hundred bucks. Yeah, wh- whatever it, it is. Church yeah. tried to buy the heavy duty country's name. And what I guess heavy duty country did mention very well was that what Upchurch did forget, and probably some of us didn't realize, we all thought, okay, that's it, now Heavy Duty owned by Church, that Church didn't see that Heavy Duty still have time. He still has ample enough time to re-buy his name back and to put his name out there again and pay for whatever he has to in order to keep his name there. And so Heavy Duty Country did the same thing. It was kind of a tick for tack. And, but Country said, you know, I'm not going to buy it. I'm going to let you go with it. But just remember that we're, we're even. And just remember what I did for you. So I think this beef is to be put in multiple ways as in... It might be a publicity stunt. It might mm. be an actual feud and mm. possibly also maybe ego. So I think it could have a little bit of both. Knowing Church, he does have a way with how he holds himself pretty tight. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. he thinks of himself as, you know, he doesn't claim to be high and mighty, but some people will see that as um, maybe it's just how church is like some people Mm. think church does have an ego problem some people think that heavy duty has an ego problem so it it really could be a mixture of everything you know just into one big pot yeah i just looked up the cost of uh trademark fees uh 500 bucks yeah so i think either one of them could afford it so you think it could be ego or it could be um a, a stunt I don't, but I think it's good. But what? Well, I was going to say, you know, this is just my opinion. I mean, and the listeners, I think, have heard me say this before. I mean, I've got a, a bachelor's in broadcast journalism and production. I've freelanced 20, 25 years in the media, and I, I've even done some uh, consulting work in the media and so on. I mean, I'm not I, uh, your garden variety. Uh, guy who fell off the turnip truck and and I'm doing YouTube and and uh, websites and shows. No, I'm not your average idiot. Well, I'm not an idiot, but uh, certainly. But I really think that if there, and I don't want to say if there's a villain, but I think Ryan Upchurch knows what he's doing. I think Heavy Duty Country knows what he's doing. And I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if they are both talking in the background. Uh, and I wouldn't be at all surprised if they well, are you know, going to Blog Talk and and uh, ACAST and Podchaser and Google and Stitcher and TuneIn and Player FM and, you know, one and of these places up picking up our quick. sites and laughing. And, and they're laughing. Well, let me bring this up real quick, Scott. You brought up a very good point, and I wanted to stop you real quick because 
Heavy Duty Country did, does show his text, his the video response from church. So there is talk in the background, but it in the video when Heavy Duty Country is talking, it, it's not like a casual, normal, civilized conversation. There is beef going on. So uh, now you're picking that up as a journalist, and that is interesting. What what do you feel? Is going on. I mean, I mean, what are what signs and signals are you getting from them in the videos? Because you do videos, and you've even looked at the what they call the meta side of things. No pun intended to uh, Facebook, their new parent company name. No pun intended at all. But what are you what are you saying that you're picking up here? Maybe that maybe there is some point that maybe church did kind of flake out. And, mm. yeah, I get it. I, heavy Duty Country is a little peeved about it. He's a little mad about it because with the rights, yeah, he's going to have to either pay his own money to get there or Ryan was offering. So, But it wasn't Ryan that was going to pay for it. It was Country that was going to pay the trip to get there. So mm. it is kind of sad that to see that... Heavy Duty is trying to bring truth, but it's good that we know that they're, you know, they're both sides. But when Duty's talking, he's showing so much, like he's trying to prove himself as not the bad guy. But in the same token, Church hasn't really spoken much about it. So Mm. that kind of gives me a weird conclusion of why would Church normally be silent like this when this is his obvious point of interest to blast somebody or reply back to somebody when something is said about him it's typical for church to do it but it's really odd to see church not do this as much i mean yeah he made a couple of replies about different things but some of them might have been objective of with how he was saying things, maybe putting in a little hints about what was going on, but church is being somewhat very mellow and kind of, I guess, manila about it and just not really caring while heavy duty getting really, sorry to say, butt hurt and wound up about it. Well, yeah. There has to be truth in in this. And somewhere along the lines, I, I think, that it's not really about villain and, and good. I think it just mm. has to do with that there is real beef. There's something going on, and maybe, I, I hate to say it, but maybe church might be going Hollywood. Mm. But uh, let me get this straight to make sure I understand. Wasn't it uh, church's producer who was loaned out to Heavy Duty Country, right? Yeah, to... For the music, yes, but church, okay. but Heavy Duty was going to come up there and do the music with Church and work well, on it with them. But here's the thing that I don't understand. I would presume that the producer, now this is this is a big potential yuck fest, got the rights and, and or agreements uh, for the people who did the original music for Ryan to to perform, but you. you you know, you would think he, as at least a business courtesy, uh, would have done the same thing for Heavy Duty Country, right? You would think, yeah. I mean, Church was trying to tip his hand towards Heavy and saying, yeah, let's 
try it. But something happened, and supposedly Church Blake and the four musics that supposedly Country was going to get were already something on YouTube or whatever. So it's not more of like, okay, Church is 100% at fault. Church probably would have not known that this was going to happen. Because the producer, well, sometimes the producer... If yeah. if a producer's rotten, they they will try to be Manila about. It. They'll be chill about it. They'll just be whatever. We got you, homies. We got you. But yeah. try to play it off as nothing's gonna happen, and then turn around and bite you later. Yeah, I mean the I likelihood. That, yeah, but the likelihood of a live performance uh, being caught by a spotter uh, for a music license agency is usually not big, but when there is somebody who is perceived as having deep pockets, uh, I mean, you know, record companies start and uh, management companies start sending out. I mean, let's see. Let's look at this. Upchurch net worth. And there we go. His net worth uh, supposedly uh, as of January was $4 million. And let's see, heavy duty country net worth uh, is much more not a mo- modest. Modest. Um, he's saying, or actually, uh, vidrepeat.com is saying the average earning per video of heavy duty country is about two fourteen to six eleven. That's dollars, and that's estimated net worth between six. Sixty-three point five thousand and one hundred forty-seven point seven thousand. So, if um, uh, and you know four hundred and eighty thousand subscribers for Heavy Duty Country uh, estimated. Okay, here we go from usscreen.tv uh, and vid repeat. Heavy Duty Country's estimated net worth one hundred thirty-two thousand nine hundred seventy-seven. So, if now I'm I'm conjecturing here, and I, I'm just I'm not making any allegations, but I'm just saying the magic phrase "What if?" What if that producer wanted, for what, motivated by whatever, wanted to uh, put a dent in heavy duty country as a as reduce his visibility as a video threat and so on, and uh, set him up? I mean that could there- I mean a, yeah a. a a legal battle over public performance of copyrighted videos, and then if the videos are on YouTube and there's they're not Creative Commons, that adds to the legal side of things. Um, it wouldn't clean it out, but it would it would take it on the chin. Yeah, and you know that was what I was saying was it was a possible setup by the producer and an, an alleged setup, we'll say allegedly alleged possible setup. setup. Yeah. But here's the thing, though. If Church is so close to, or may not be close to who he's working with, Church has the kind of sense of ability to where he can get a feel, a vibe for that person and say, okay, this person to me is bringing good vibes or this person is not bringing good vibes at all. Mm -hmm. And Church knows how to kind of read that. So Church would have an understanding with Heavy Duty that, okay, Church and Heavy Duty are almost 
like they do the same thing on their YouTube with the comedy and shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could jump from YouTube like Upchurch did from being a musician to talking about what's going on in his life to his to the politics today, but look at Heavy Duty. He's got no music background, zero mm. background in um probably gaming because he probably Heavy Duty doesn't look like the kind of guy that would be a gamer like Church would. And mm-hmm. Heavy Duty's more about politics. He's more about being straight up about what's going on in the world today. Mm-hmm. These are two different people, but they they tend to sometimes do the same thing like I do. And when it comes down to like YouTube, yes, some YouTubers don't like other YouTubers because either other YouTubers got the bigger ego or they just ran off a very bad vibe. And I think mm-hmm. that that does have to be said that it would possible setup, alleged possible setup. Well, here's another thing that um, really should resonate with you. Uh, the other guy who's not in the mix, almost conspicuously, uh, is Jared Outlaw, otherwise known in real life as Jared Boyce, uh, who has yeah. yeah, who has remained very quiet in this feud. Uh, his last video was the romantic dip ever created. I think he did that with his wife. That was three weeks ago. Uh, the new and improved everyday carry a big knife. He did a comedy thing on that uh, about the Yellowstone truck one month ago as well. Uh, But here's why Jared, I think, is not getting involved. Number one, Mm. Outlaw is the kind of guy where he he's not going to be a guy that's going to get into the YouTube drama. He wants to stay away with it from it. One, I think he might be good friends with Upchurch, and he's done videos with church when he was younger mm-hmm. and w- when church was able to go see outlaw they were i from what i could see pretty good friends like they were good acquaintances it, the vibe was mm-hmm. good for them church was liking it they were both dipping and just chatting away about whatever came to their head and church may have affiliations with outlaw now outlaw may not have or may have a supposed affiliation or friendship with HDC. Mm-hmm. So that being said, I think Outlaws is one of those smart guys where he doesn't want to get involved in it because he doesn't want to ruin a friendship. He mm-hmm. doesn't want to ruin anything that he has with people. He just, he, he'd rather attend to what he does and what he knows best, which is being a YouTuber comedian mm-hmm. and always making quirky jokes and, and being dorky on their videos. And it makes everybody laugh. So why would Upchurch want Outlaw to be involved when it has nothing to do with Outlaw and his name would never put in there? It wouldn't. Outlaw would be going involved maybe if it did have his name thrown in there. But Heavy Duty and Church never threw Outlaw's name out there to be used for Outlaw to want to have any position in this. So it's clever he's staying out of it. Uh, the other party that is potentially, and, and they've been staying out of it, um, Mudjug, uh, uh, they of are, yeah, 
they are remaining out of it because they are not involved. In fact, let's take a look at uh, the Mudjug website and see if either uh, Heavy Duty Country does not, to the best of my knowledge, have anything with them going on. Uh, let's see, our partners, let's check that. Uh, Outlaw, his dip is there. Tough Guy Chew, okay. Hmm. Don't see anything else. Let's go to their press page. And so Outlaw seems to be the only one they're aligning with at this point. Um, and I'm not seeing anything else uh, really that mentions Heavy Duty Country, who, again, to the best of my knowledge, has not had an alignment with Mudjug. Uh, and uh, Upchurch... Um, Let's see. Up, let's do a search. Up church and mud jug. Well, and real quick, the thing about this is that mud jugs company are meant they're they're meant to be like dipping gaming YouTubers or mm -hmm. just like mud jug himself. He's more he'll talk about dip or what's on his mind, and he stays out of YouTube drama. This is what I I kind of recognize is that a lot of YouTubers want to go for the money mm -hmm. they're all in it for the money and they don't care about it but and i noticed then when they, you, they turn around yeah. and they think well wait a minute we're we're making money off of my viewers so that means that they're that we're able to get money from them no the thing of it is is that once you get into like youtube drama and stuff your ratings and what people will want to pay for their super chat will go down. So if you mm -hmm. get into the middle of some kind of stupid YouTube beef, guess what? It's going to make you look bad. So nobody's going to want to pay or nobody's going to want to watch your content anymore or pay for your product anymore if they get involved. Mm -hmm. And that's what I like about Mudjug and Chris Dips one. They stay out of that kind of stuff. Yeah, I was just noticing something. I did a search on Outlaw. Five months ago, he did uh, fishing songs, um, and they're co more uh, comedy than anything. That was about five months ago. He hasn't done anything since then. You mentioned also that um, the um, you know the amount of fans and in, fan involvement and so on that uh, that there is. You, when you do a video, for example, you've, yeah. uh, I mean, you're, you're not even, you know, I know, I know some of your financials, you're not even making as much as heavy duty country, but, no. uh, and he's making on the small end of things, but, uh, you do care for your fans, you know, like that, uh, clip at the beginning of the show said, uh, do you think that maybe, uh, they're both not to blame, but both going Hollywood to a degree? I, I think it could be possible because a lot of YouTubers sometimes will get so big and so popular that at some point they forget their fans and they forget that their fans were what made them. Mm. And they forget that. And it's like when they get to the top, they feel so invisible that when something bad happens and they start crashing down, guess what? They're, they hit rock bottom. Mm. They don't have the support underneath them anymore. 
they don't have what they once had. It's because people are leaving them because they are going Hollywood. So there is a chance. And I think a lot of YouTubers are doing that. Mm. Well, I didn't mean to commandeer your show, but however, uh, it's interesting conversation. Uh, what else is, and you've had some, speaking of interesting conversation, some interesting videos recently. I, I wanted to just congratulate you on and ask a um, couple questions. When I look up at some of your videos, you had the Am I Nuts? Uh, you did uh, Saturday, you did a, uh, uh, a rap Saturday Love Fever, uh, Exposing the Young Turks or Turds, Why Romeo? Um, What's with the uh, exposing the young Turks or turds? And I, I know you'll use the word allegedly and things like that uh, frequently, but what's going on with them? So they're a news organization that is yeah. pretty liberal mm -hmm. that yeah. dumps on white Americans. They hate Christians about as much as they hate Republicans. Mm -hmm. And they're just a group of people that need to be seen as the enemy of media. Like, this is bad media. This is yeah. not real journalism. This is fake journalism at its finest. And a lot of people don't realize, like, they watch that and they think, oh, yeah, Chunk Yogurt, uh, Chunk Uger, or whatever his name is, I call him Chunk Yogurt, but Chunk Yogurt gets on, he, he's got 25 or 30 minutes in a program and he, he starts spewing out hate speech and just rambling nonsense that do we really care about your your belief and your hate towards America? And do you believe really deep down that a lot of people that you're blaming is the problem? Well, and, let's – I want to jump in real quick with an unbiased view. According to Wikipedia, thanks – Uger, uh, born March 21, 1970. Well, he's an air race, just like me, so that explains why he's a, uh, overblown a bit. Turkish-American political commentator, media host, attorney, oh, that's a, that's a big one there, and journalist, creator of the Young Turks, an American left-wing social political news and commentary program known for promoting progressive politics and left-wing ideals. Um, Worked briefly as an associate attorney in D.C. and New York City, uh, supported social conservative positions, but his views evolved as he began to identify as a progressive. Uh, he's also co-founder of the Justice Democrats. Um, he appeared on MSNBC as a political commentator and then weeknight commentary show from January to June 2011, replaced by Al Sharpton, who's another piece of work, um, so his ratings tanked, and MSNBC did not like like it. And if his ratings didn't tank, sure as heck, it was uh, alienation of uh, even their left side of things. Uh, secured weekend commentary show on Current TV, which syndicated December 11 to August 13, and from 12 to 13, chief news officer at Current TV. Succeeding Keith Olbermann, who originally, by the way, came from the news side or the sports side of NBC, 
Uh, let's see. And he's been a candidate in California's 25th Congressional District uh, to try to overtake uh, Representative Katie Hill. And uh, he did a, he lost both elections, uh, fourth place, less than 6% of the vote. And so um, it's, uh, to be fair, the Young Turks wants to sell to TV format, 24-hour channel on YouTube TV, which includes live and pre-recorded programming. Hmm, I don't see, and I'm pretty sure that there is, um, he's carried on some of the minor uh, cable satellite systems, but um, not really, um, what do you call it, not really the most telegenically nice guy on the, in the media with that uh, so with all that said, and that's, except for my commentary, that's from Wikipedia, which is known for being straight shooting fair. Not really, but okay. Well, most of the time. What would be an example uh, of somebody anymore. they weren't fair to? Not anymore. Who are they not fair to? Well, I mean, look at what they wrote about Trump. Look at what they wrote about oh. Trump supporters. They call them white supremacists. They, Wikipedia is part of what, I guess, Mark Dice would consider as the liberal media industrial complex. Mm. They use words to sound very big boyish and mm. sound like they are actually a journalist, but they aren't. And that's the sad thing about with the media today is that a lot of the media today, they they really screw up and they just like the chunk yogurt. They mm. get to a point where it's so extreme that it makes you sick. Mm. So well, it's it just it's yeah. bad. Is there anything else that makes you sick or that you want to put out in your show? I I think that if we if we're talking about like real real media stuff, mm-hmm. I I got to be honest. If you believe that people like Chunk Yogurt are really true blue news media then give me a definition of what they've said that is 100% factual, 100% of everything that you claim. Show me mm-hmm. where you get your statistics. And they well, don't. Have, Young Turks uh, have never been able to do that. Oh. They only go by their feelings. I was going to say I'll have to have the fact uh, checkers uh, look up that. <laughs> For sure. Well, Romeo, is there anything else you want to cover in your show here? I don't have anything. Okay. Well, with that, uh, we might as well go out with uh, with a song, and uh, we'll play your complete intro. And uh, thanks for letting me uh, help you out here. And thanks for all the Thank listening. You, to, yeah, thanks for listening to the Romeo Show. Hello everyone Ladies and gentlemen All around the world Stay tuned We are taking over your airways In three, three, two, two, one, one, one
controversial conservative talk show host the left hates, Romeo Hill, on The Romeo Show. Call him now at 516-666-9806, and it all starts now. It's time to crank it up.